Welcome to Having a Beer with Al and Bill. My name is Al. My name is Bill. Let's crack open a gold one. I feel like yours was less satisfying than mine. Yeah, it, it kind of was. I had a Brown's Oatmeal Stout that I haven't tried yet, but I've had this many times. I know it's going to be good. What do you got over there? I have Fuel Cafe Stout Brewed with Coffee. I think I have a coffee kick that I can't get rid of. Do you drink coffee? Every once in a while I do. Not so much. I I try to drink tea and I use caffeine pills because... Caffeine pills? All right. Caffeine pills. Good. Let's talk about this. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me finish about this. So this is from Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee. All right. So caffeine pills. Everyone gives me the look whenever I talk about taking caffeine pills. I look at it in a few ways. One of them is it's got just over a cup of coffee worth of caffeine. Okay. So when everyone gets their ultra triple deluxe grande to the max coffee, they're already way over the limit of caffeine that I would have, you know, I would have had. My other thing is for me, I'll take the pill and then it will digest in my stomach and I'll get a slow release of caffeine as opposed to liquid, which will get in my system a lot faster and I will feel sick to my stomach from that caffeine. So question, because I have so many questions that we have to talk about here. Yes. Question number one. Do you drink any other caffeinated beverages? Tea. Energy drinks, unfortunately. I'm trying to wean off that. So is this like smoking cigarettes versus vaping? Oh. Boom. I don't know if it is. Because with caffeine pills, it's this, I guess. I'm not judging. I Whatever. You do what you got to do. I've never had a caffeine pill and I've never even seen them. I'm curious what they look like. Hold on. Let's Google this. I'm going to Google this on my internet machine. No, I mean, they're small. At least the ones I get, they're small yellow pill and they're fine. They don't do anything. I don't get heart palpitations. I know some people, they say that is too much for them, but I don't. I don't even drink that much coffee. If anything, I'll have one caffeine pill in the morning and then that'll last me until lunch and I'll have a tea at lunch and that's it. Okay. I'm, I'm Googling caffeine pills. I just see bottles. I don't actually... Oh, wait. This one has... They're like white. Are they white? Capsules? They can be, yes. Let's see. Oh, these look like regular pills. The ones that are just like white and formed that look yeah, like glue. Yeah, that's the ones I get. Ooh, there's some red ones in here. Caffeine and Magnum 357... Caf- what? That sounded really weird. Caffeine and Magnum 357 tablets. And down the Google rabbit hole we go. Interesting. So now I know what they look like. No, like I said, for me, if I have a coffee in the morning, it's either too much and I feel nauseous or it's not enough and then I'm tired. If I have a caffeine pill, it basically slow releases and gives me enough energy to get through the morning all the way till lunch. And then I just have a little tea at lunch and I'm good for the whole day. Okay, so walk me through your morning routine. Do you get up and you're like, man, I really need my caffeine pill. Yeah, pretty much. I'm useless. Oh, yeah. I've turned into that guy who's useless first thing in the morning until I get some kind of caffeine in me. I'm useless first thing in the morning. I don't really do caffeine on purpose, but... I could probably go and do some caffeine pills and be a better person much sooner in the day. Yeah, I know I spend, until I go on my first break at work, I spend that whole first time, especially on a Monday, I am that guy who has cases on the Mondays. Somebody's got a case on the Mondays. That's me. I have to admit it because I'll walk in on Monday and be useless. I can't think. I can't function. Even with the caffeine in me, it just barely gets me afloat, so... To have that to kind of at least get going is good for me, at least. 
Interesting. I've never had anybody tell me they take caffeine pills. How many do you I take? Is it like two pills per? No, it's just one. I only take one pill. Take as prescribed? Yeah. <laughs> See your doctor if you're having special issues. Special. Yeah, what are the side effects? Do they have side effects? Hold on. Not really. I need to Google this too. No, let's Google no, this. All right. This so is for science. Effects, your side effects are going to be the same as caffeine. So jitteriness, headaches. Um, what else is there? Okay, here we go. You ready? Increased heart rate. All right, go on. <clears throat> From the Googles, we have headache, acid reflux, and gastric distress, diarrhea, reduction in calcium absorption causing weakened bones, rapid heartbeat, high blood pressure, dizziness, insomnia. Oh, wait, there's more. This is not an infomercial. I, that was actually what it said. There's more. There's a whole article here. This is like a real thing. Ooh, okay. Insomnia, irritability, muscle tremors or jitters, pregnancy loss. Eee, that sounds very serious. Reduced fertility in men and women. Okay. Let's back up here. That's probably like a caffeine thing in general, not just Yeah, that. I don't... That, caffeine pills are literally just caffeine. So moderation is the key with anything else. So what was our topic for today? First topic. All right. So today I did want you to basically educate me on 3D printing. You, my friend, got a nice one. It, unfortunately, you had to build a lot of it from the ground up because it's a larger model, but you said that it's not the highest end, so you had to kind of tweak some things. Yeah, so that, that's true. I have a 3D printer, and it's from Creality. It's a CR10. It's more of a budget large model, and it's from a Chinese manufacturer, Creality, obviously. The interesting thing about that is that there are a lot of parts that are user replaceable, but it needs some love. It's not a, it's a manually adjusted bed for those that know about 3D printers. It does have a heated bed. The glass that came with it was warped, so I had to buy tiles to do that. So I've done a lot of work to it to get it to where it is, and I've added an auto bed leveler and a Raspberry Pi. So I've done a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't my auto bed leveler. I bought it online. So the practicalities of this, that's the thing. And there is... There's a part of me that thinks about getting one, but the problem is, is one, the expense of it. And then two, is it just for making, you know, little gifts or is it actually useful? So it depends what you mean by useful. Useful in the sense that, yes, you can sit there and make little projects for yourself or for friends to kind of enjoy, but then also be able to use it for everyday items that you might want to build. Yeah, I'd say you could do that. I've done a lot of cool things that I've given to people and there are just some everyday things that I do. So I've built the cool thing about RepRap printers is you can just build the parts for the printer with the printer. So I've done a lot of that. I have a whole new fan distribution module and it came from the interwebs. So somebody made it and I downloaded it and popped it on my printer and it works really, really well. I've done bed adjustment knobs for when I was adjusting my bed. A lot of stuff for games, board games, just like inserts. Yeah, I noticed, um, I have to say that he made me one for Pandemic that holds all the little pieces to it and the cards and the little cubes, everything in these nice little packages. And it's nice to put this all in one box and not have everything flying around to be able to readily get everything during the game and everything doubles. So you have the tops of your cubes and then you can flip it over and put your cards in there so you don't have cards flailing all over the board. I get it. There's definitely aspects of it that are great like that. So I haven't really done anything too exciting with it yet as far as like life changing home stuff, but there is stuff to do. Thingiverse is a vast place. And if you have any CAD skills or want to learn some CAD skills, you could really do some cool stuff. CAD skills? Yeah, because most of these models are made in a CAD program and there are a lot of free CAD programs that you can use. So you basically 3D model whatever you want to do and then it will 
And then you print it. Then print it. Yeah. So when you get things off Thingiverse, which is the website that I use the most for the 3D models, they come as objects that were already generally modeled in a CAD program. Okay. And you said you haven't done that yet? or Nope. I just download stuff other people use. Are you planning on trying to get in on that? I don't think I have enough time in my life to learn another program. Honestly, I want to so bad, but I don't think I can. No. I know. If I had time. So what level do you think you have to be to really thrive with it? To really thrive with it? That's a trick question because it's like everything else. You get out of it what you put in. So if you just want to buy it and print a couple fun things that other people have made, you'll probably be fine. But you've got to buy the right machine. When you first had mentioned it to me and I mentioned the Prusa i3 Mark III, yeah. I feel like that is budget friendly and user friendly. And there's some stuff that's easier than that, but that has the most bang for your buck as far as somebody who doesn't want to get into the nitty gritty details, but somebody who also wants to be able to make cool stuff and maybe tweak something every once in a while. Yeah. I know if I ever got one, I'd have to get one with a huge bed. That way I can make one of the, some of the larger objects without having to worry about this little box. Cause I know every, I feel like almost every other one I see on the internet, they're hopelessly expensive and it's just to make little knickknacks. What I would say, me personally, knowing you and what I think you want to do with it, you would be fine with a Creality like me if you wanted to put in the effort. Yeah. If you wanted to spend just a little bit more money for something that would be more fun than practicable, you could get the Prusa. Okay. One of the things I was wondering is uh, how are the adhesives on it? So if you had to build something from scratch from the ground up and you had to piece it together... How does it work that way? I know 3D models themselves are really strong. So I'm wondering if you have to glue pieces together, how are the adhesives doing with that type of material? So super glue is fine. You can use super glue. And that's what I've done. I have um, a VR headset, Oculus Rift, and I printed like a little stand for it. And it's all put together with super glue. It's been holding up really, really well. My brother-in-law has an Oculus Rift. And when he got it, I printed him a wall stand for his. So his Oculus Touch controller's got some pop-in mounts and then an actual holder for the Oculus Rift. Oh, wow. You just pop it up on the wall, took a screw each, and they've been holding up pretty well. If you're talking about strength and durability of the material, PLA is it's very durable in tests, but it has a low melting point relatively, and its UV exposure is going to be a problem for it. Okay, that's good to know. I'm trying to think of the coolest thing I've printed. Well, I know you made your little dice tower that I thought that was one of the most impressive things. Yeah, that was actually one of the first things I made. It was like an 18 hour print and it came out okay. I think if I printed it today, it would come out much, much better. Yeah. But I'm really happy with it. Dice towers are one of the coolest things. They've come up with this new one that I've been seeing where you get like a smart water bottle, like the liter size, and you cut off the top and the bottom and you print the piece in two pieces. You pop them into the smart water bottle. So it's clear you can see the die roll down the stairs. Ooh. Right? Ooh, that is cool. Right. I'm so close to making that, but I don't have a reason to do it. I think the biggest prints I've done, because I have a CR10, so the bed size on that is 300 by 300 by 400. So it's pretty much a square 300 millimeters, and then it goes up 400 millimeters, which is quite large. It's like a foot by a foot by more than a foot. Because I don't know metric to imperial that well. But I, I'm pretty sure 300 millimeters is just over a foot. So it's quite a large bed. Yeah. If you got a Prusa, it would be smaller. I think theirs is like 200 by 210 by mm. 300. But that's still yeah seven yeah. inches by... I mean, it's not unsubstantial. Yeah. So if, And if you really ever need to make something huge, 
you know a guy with a huge 3D printer. Fair enough, fair enough. The biggest thing I ever printed was for Gloomhaven. So I got Gloomhaven, and for those of you that have it, it comes in a very big, big box. And there are so many pieces. So people are great. They put these organizers on Thingiverse, but it was like a foot long. So I was able to print them all in one piece, which is awesome. Yeah. But it took like a day and a half. Each um, each non, piece. Nonstop. Nonstop, yeah. Wow. But the cool thing about 3D printers is I believe it's the equivalent of running like a 60 watt light bulb. So it's not bad. Yeah. So what are you thinking so far? Are you leaning toward or against getting a printer? I don't know. It's just with the price. And then I, I worried that I would get that and I wouldn't utilize it the way I should. So I'd, I'd have to sit on it more because I know um, my wife and I were talking about it just because there's certain things that would be nice to not bug your friend who has one and be able to just make it. So and then looking around to see what kind of everyday items you can make, because I was looking at stupid stuff, but it made sense. Like something as simple as, you know, like one of those uh, little uh, toothpaste extractors that you can put on your toothpaste. Yeah. It's simple, but it's something that you don't buy. You just make it. Right. And then even toothbrush holders and you can get creative and make stuff like, especially if you got into that program and be able to make your own things so you can customize uh, especially when you have kids sit there and make something for kid one, kid two, kid seven. If you have seven kids, not funny, but you'll be able to, you know, customize everything and then kind of tailor to what they like. And you're not going out and buying these ridiculous things all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. And for some of the little stuff, you could just print your own like bolts. If it's going to be something small to put together, which is cool. Even when you have toys, you have little toys that you always lose pieces. Probably yeah. could print it. I've seen a guy on YouTube that had a part break in his fridge and it was such a small part and it was plastic that he just went, did the dimensions, did a quick Tinkercad, which is like an online CAD program yeah, and just printed a new one. See, stuff like that because everything comes with all those little stupid pieces and they're ridiculously expensive for yeah. no reason. Yep. Only because they can. And you can do 3D scans of things and actually recreate them, which is pretty cool. Mm, crap. So on Thingiverse, there's actually, I've seen it for years, there's a 3D scanner. It's like a $35 3D scanner that uses your phone and this little like wheel and you spin the middle of the thing very slowly and your camera just takes a picture continuously and then you have a 3D model. Oh, come on. Right. And then you could upload that to a CAD program, do some tweaking and then print it out. Yeah. See, that's practical. Then you're pretty much sticking it to the companies who are charging you like 30 bucks for some, you know, a little piece. Yeah. So something I found recently is my wife's friend just gave birth. To a human child? <laughs> to a tiny baby infant human child. There you go. And this kid, we bought them this simple little thing. It's a little spoon. It's going to sound gross, but it's actually smart. It's a little spoon basically to scoop out their nose when they have boogers. That way they don't get sinus infections so much. Hmm. It actually is smart. It's great. That thing was 20 bucks. $20. There's the tiniest piece of plastic, the simplest design, and it was 20 bucks. I couldn't believe it. Interesting. Very interesting. I sat there. I was just screaming about it and everything. My wife thought I was screaming at her. I was just screaming at the man about charging 20 bucks for a piece of plastic. And we went looking online to find it. Nope. That's it. 20 bucks. Cheapest we could find. I could see you like sitting in a dark room on a computer Raising your fist angrily and like screaming in the, the void and just saying, ah! Oh, yeah. I'm like Willem Dafoe in Platoon. I threw my arms up and everything. <laughs> my wife is really bad at separating yolks from egg whites. 
because we were making something. I think it was either Christmas cookies or something recently in the last few weeks where we needed an egg separator. And wouldn't you know that Thingiverse has an egg separator that you could just print yep. really easily. The only catch is that you'd have to use food safe plastic PLA. So it'd probably be a little more expensive and I'd have to buy a roll just for that or I would have done it already. Oh, gotcha. But it's cool. You could just print that. So anytime I'm like, man, I could really use an X. I just go see if somebody else has already made it. So right now, the next thing I'm going to print, and I'm looking at it now, is a drawer for little knickknacks. So I'm thinking like little screws is pretty much what I want to keep track of. Yeah. So print drawers. And that's the thing. We go to, you know, you go to like a Home Depot or you go to some little knickknack store and you get these drawers all the time for something stupid in your house. Yeah. Or if you expand and you move into a bigger house, then of course you got to store more crap. So it turns into now you have a means of actually making it yourself so you don't have to go out and buy these drawers. And the cool thing is, is they're modular. So you can print as many as you want and stack them in any way that you want. Not only that, you can probably, like you said, if you can build the dimensions, you can make it so it fits the room perfectly. Well, I don't mean like full-size drawers. Well, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about small drawers. If you have like a little corner that's dead space and you just need, you know, storage, just build something that's that perfect size and just stick it right in there and bam, storage. Yep. So, all right, what's the breakdown of these? I'm going to be the environmentalist here. So how are they environmentally? Like, do they break down fairly readily? Because you said heat will break them down, but how much? Like, what's the impact? UV rays won't do much, but they'll degrade the plastic over time. But PLA in particular, polylactic acid is a biodegradable plastic. So in the wild with some water, and I'm going to Google this now, it will break down readily. Reason I like that is, you know, you have your everyday product that you can make it, use it for a while. If it breaks, it breaks. That's it. Move on. Because everything that you buy anyways is going to break pretty much. Might as well have something that's going to break down and you're not wasting the money to buy it in the first place. Yep. So I just looked it up on Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. And I am a donator of Wikipedia. I gave them money. Oh, I did. They asked me and I said, you know what? I use you. I'm going to give you money. So currently the SPI resin identification code seven is applicable for PLA. Polylactic acid can be recycled to monomer by thermal depolymerization or hydrolysis. When purified, the monomer can be used for the manufacturing of virgin PLA with no loss of original properties. Oh, here's something about degradation. And I'm not even going to read it because I don't understand most of what it says. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It's under dehydration or degradation. It's under degradation. Oh, it's an organism. Look at that. What? It's an organism? I thought it was made from corn. Like corn. Yeah, it's an organism that breaks it down. Oh, bacteria, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Mr. Bill has a science background. That's one of the reasons I was really okay with getting into 3D printing is because the PLA that I use is actually readily recyclable. You can actually throw it in the recycling bin and that's okay. So that is as great as you can get. I know right now with science, they're trying to find certain bacteria that'll break down your regular everyday plastic you find everywhere else. Yeah. they. What country is it? There is a country that's working on it now because their landfill actually has um, plastic degradation. So it's actually breaking down, and they found out it's a bacteria that's doing it. They actually developed the enzyme to break it down. Really? So right now, they're trying to reverse engineer it so that they can do mass production in order to actually break down all the plastic because the amount we generate 
is reckless. It really is. That would be a really big game changer. It is. They're working on it. They're still years away, but it is in the process. Yeah. But do you agree now with me after seeing yeah, Wikipedia? Yeah, okay. That's, now you're selling me more. Okay. Because it's really not as reckless as you would think it is. Aren't you glad you decided to listen to this podcast so we could read you Wikipedia articles? <laughs> Wikipedia, doing most of our talking. Not a sponsor. Where are you on the spectrum now with 3D printers now that we've talked about it a little bit? I'm leaning, I'm actually starting to lean a little towards doing it. Now I'm actually, I'm, I'm really going to have a serious discussion with my wife about this because talking about it, we went over a lot of little things where I've, I'm that guy that I try to do some stuff myself and I hate it that I'll get into a project and find myself missing some stupid little piece. Yeah. And it'd be nice to be like, you know what, let's just get this going and move on with something else. Like get it rolling the piece or being able to build little shelves or whatever. So that way I can stop my wife from buying so many storage shelves. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So I can stop my wife from buying so many storage bins. (laughs) Yep. You could fix that. I will say if you wanted to spend like a lot of money on a 3d printer, you could get a really easy to use, really nice 3d printer with a huge bed, but within the budget under a grand, there are a few that stand out. You know, the one I got was really popular for a while because I think there were YouTube subsidies for people that were shouting it out. Okay. I think I got conned a little bit. Just saying. I'm not disappointed that I got one. Yeah. And I, I always have something I want to print. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a solid. I'm now a solid maybe as opposed to more than likely not. So now I'm, I'm on the maybe spectrum. So we'll see. Yeah. To be continued. So I think we'll probably end it there having only discussed 3D printers. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. Well, my name is Al. My name is Bill. Thanks for listening.